0: Good afternoon to everyone there, thanks to those participants here. Uh, My name is Terry Nelson. I'm a physical therapist that works for St. Francis Moore Hospital in West Point, Nebraska. Uh, I do have a a special affinity for helping individuals with uh, diabetes, and I thank you for the opportunity to to explain that. Uh, Some of these slides are old, uh, but I'll just say right up up front, uh, there has been a lot of research done on exercise and diabetes exercise and uh, cardiovascular disease. And so uh, this year is a little bit different for me because I've had to understand some of the restrictions uh, that some of you have uh, had to uh, uh, partake in having had a heart attack over the last six months. And so uh, I've had to learn how to count carbs and I've had to learn how to check out those uh, plate sizes. I've had to learn how to watch my sugar and all those things, and and you would look at my physique and say, well, how can that be? Well, that's the same thing uh, that is with diabetes. I mean, uh, there are many shapes and forms of diabetes, but they also call it the silent killer. Uh, And I will go through some statistics here, uh, but uh, I I read, uh, my whole objective of talking to you today is about physical activity. And they're looking at physical activity different than they've ever looked at physical activity before. And so there's, there's, there's too much physical activity and there's not enough physical activity. And so we wanna to try to help educate everybody on that. So let me uh, see how we go through the slides here. Mm-hmm. Which one is it, Deb? Okay, an uh, in individual diet and exercise uh, instruction has been shown to have show a fifty eight percent reduction in the incidence of diabetes or halting the progression. What does that mean? Is that through exercise you can get a reduction in your diabetes? Bottom line, you can see a reduction in your hemoglobin A one C. However, uh, uh, over the last six months, I've done a, just a tremendous amount of amount of reading on exercise and health and. There is only so much you can do with exercise, but as Deb said earlier, a vast majority of individuals being diagnosed with uh, diabetes right now are type two diabetes, and that is, is uh, it is directly related to diet and sedentary activity. So most of our diabetic, or diabetic patients out there, we can reduce their incidence of diabetes or halt their diabetes uh, because of in, or by increasing uh, their level of activity and by uh, uh, decreasing or uh, improving their uh, uh, eating habits. And so a lot of those, again, uh, as Deb said, most of the, the new diabetics that we're seeing today and into the future uh, will be type two diabetes. Uh, uh, to add to Deb's statistics that she said, since uh, as of the year 2000, and that was just 15 years ago, 17 years ago, excuse me, one in three individuals will be diagnosed with diabetes. And that's, that's uh, pretty amazing when you think about it. Holding diabetes, the progression. You can get a 5% reduction in weight, a fat intake by 30%, saturated fats, fiber intake, and exercise 150 minutes a week. So I, I like, since, since uh, uh, exercise is my expertise, I like to bring up a little bit about exercise. Uh, What we're looking at for the diabetic patient, we're going to take the word exercise and we're going to throw it in the trash can. Because that no longer involves the diabetic patient. What we're trying to make the diabetic patient understand is physical activity. And, you know, uh, I can get out my phone today and I can look and it says today, uh, it comes down here and it says I've I've stepped 4,322 steps today. To me, that's real physical activity, okay? That is doing something, that's not being sedentary. With our day and age of uh, uh, computers and all those type of things, we are now describing, it's kinda like Deb said with the plates, and she'll talk about the plates a little later, the size of plates. Well, we're trying to get people to understand that exercise can be enjoyable too, just like, Eating doesn't have to be holding out all of your sweets and doing all this. It's obviously all in moderation. But uh, exercise, we're trying to come up with uh, a different way to look at exercise, and and so physical activity. I just uh, uh, grabbed a couple articles before I came over here today and wanted to talk about some of the physical activities. Physical activities may be an important intervention to reduce inflammation in in, uh, uh, your your systems. And so that uh, helps in the uh, insulin uh, sensitivity. So exercise can not only, it goes down to the core of diabetes. I have an article here on resistive exercises okay, and how resistive exercises they used to think that didn't have a lot to do uh, with uh, insulin, the sensitivity, or uh, uh, helping that whole process. It has mu- as much to do as aerobic activities. So, uh, uh, so those are all important issues when, when we're talking about physical activity. Uh, let me see here. Uh, where was I? Okay, so we'll move on and I'll, I'll kind of jump around here. The goal of any exercise program is, is personal. It has to be safe and has to minimum, minimize risk for long-term complication. So any activities that uh, uh, that if you're going to start a physical program has to go ahead and has to be personal, has to be defined for you. Uh, a, self, a recent report uh, finding that suggests only 18% of men and 14% of women between 65 and 74 years of age or overachieve a level of physical activity which helps them reduce uh, their levels of diabetes. So that is a big road to climb. So I'm gonna, again, concentrate on physical activity. Uh, there's a great book out there, and I've mentioned this over and over and over and over again. Uh, it's called Younger Next Year. It's about just getting started and just starting moving. You know, and I get a lot of folks that come in and say, I, 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 I wanna get started today. Well, you know, most people that it's not personal uh, and if they don't have some goals, the likelihood of them uh, achieving success with an exercise program is gonna be very minimal. Uh, and you know, with anything that we do, we have to see A success some type of success story to keep us going okay so having said that how much the goal of any diabetic participant is obviously you want to control your hemoglobin a1c Uh, you want to read by doing that uh, everyone knows that uh, your diabetes is directly uh, uh, associated with heart disease so if you can for every percentage of uh, that you can reduce your hemoglobin and A1C, you're gonna see a direct effect uh, on uh, that reduces the, the heart risk by 15 and 20%. I mean, think about that. And the reason that is, is because with exercise, it opens up those capillaries, it helps build new capillaries into that heart, and uh, by controlling that uh, hemoglobin A1C, by controlling some of those insulin levels, it decreases the inflammation in those arteries and I know that's hard. It's hard to understand what there would be inflammation in arteries. Well, that inflammation in our arteries helps uh, or it causes a reduction of blood flow into those areas. And so once you op- once you decrease that inflammatory response, you open up those vessels and subsequently you cause an increase in perfusion of blood into that area, and so you reduce your risk of heart disease. And so that's also it helps with blood pressure, okay? Cholesterol. Uh, now, one of the things that I, I, I was going to bring up today was how does how does exercise help all of those things? You know, exercise, do not get me wrong here, I think is extremely important. But again, we're going to put that exercise over in a box act, over there. And physical activity is much more important than exercise, okay? It, it, they're, they're not the same, they're not the same. You. <clears throat> There are certain things that you cannot get from exercise, okay, you can't, you, you can't. We do know that your HDLs and your triglycerides can be affected by exercise, but most of those can be affected by the triglycerides, I know for a personal fact, can be a, uh, affected by uh, uh, your sugar intake, your, your uh, uh, man-made sugar, okay, not, not your bananas and apples and those type of things, but your man-made sugars. And so we wanna make sure that there's no misnomer that, oh, I heard this physical therapist talk the other day and he said exercise is the best thing for you. It is, but it's, it's also dose dependent. And what I mean by that is that if you wanna go out and exercise 300 minutes uh, this week, you're not going to get any more benefit from if you went out and exercised 150 minutes. No more benefit, there's, there's just no more. Are you gonna burn more calories? Oh yeah, you'll burn calories. But in order to make those vascular changes in your heart and in your, your system, that the vascular changes that are being caused by diabetes, you need to burn about 1,200 calories a week. That's it, through exercise. Now that doesn't mean that you don't have to, to, to watch what you eat and those type of things, but to do more than that, you're really not getting much benefit. So you're kind of, you know, I see guys, I see folks up at the, our wellness area at the hospital and, and they come down and they exercise at lunch. And then they come down after work and they exercise. And Geez, they exercise an hour over lunch? They exercise to an hour after work? They are not, it, it doesn't benefit. There's, there's, it's dose dependent. So if you take, if you take five, uh, vitamin C pills versus two vitamin C pills. The three, the, the, the difference there is that most of that vitamin C you're going to you're going to get rid of it, it's not going to be any good for you. That's dose dependent. Same thing with exercise. Again, physical activity is still dose dependent, but what physical activity does is it helps you become a little bit normal with that. And so with physical activity, We want to make sure you're moving, you're getting your steps, you're doing those things because that's everyday functional activities. And that's going to be far, for the diabetic, that's going to be far more appropriate than uh, they did a study on, uh, they put uh, 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 little step meters on people uh, as they get a little older. And they found that if somebody had a dog, they did more physical activity than if they didn't have a dog. Okay, they got those steps in. They've got that physical activity. And it's that prolonged activity throughout the week. That's where you're, you're going to notice a reduction. But to go work at the gym for an hour every day, you, you, I'm not going to say you're not wasting your time. Here's a physical therapist telling me you're wasting your time. I'm not saying that. But it's dose dependent. You're just not going to get it. You, know, you, you want to use your bang, you want to get the most bang out of your buck. So, having said that, uh, let's see. Effects of exercise on diabetes, cardiovascular, lipid, and, lipid protein, uh, metabolic, psychological changes. Uh, also, you can get uh, uh, further, uh, what, what does, else does exercise? Uh, or we're going to call it physical activities. I just got this today. Poor health and following variables was associated with reduced step count, general health, disability, long-standing illness, pain, medication use, chronic disease, falls, and walking. Poorer health, which they define as all those things, has a direct correlation between a lot of physical activity and no physical activity. I didn't say anything about exercise, okay? And there's talking about steps. The more you step, ta- the more you, steps you take today, the better health you're to have tomorrow, okay? Body mass. Now I know we'll talk about body mass, why is body mass important for the diabetic? Because we store, we store all that those fats down here in, in our belly and then it has a hard time uh, uh, utilizing that uh, and getting rid of those fats and, uh, and so body mass, index, waist circumference were strongly negatively associated with daily step counts, dose respondents, in other words the more steps you took during the day, the more physical activity you did today, the better uh, your body mass was. Physical activity, step counts. Step counts in psychological and social measures. Depression score was inversely associated with step counts. So greater, depe- greater depression, less step counts. Increased step counts, less depression. So all these things, uh, uh, the last one, uh, body we we talk oh the last one step count was lower with increasing age greater disability and with individuals with diabetes there's that word diabetes in so what they're saying is people with diabetes they have less physical activity they do so you know we all have seen those fitbits i think those are kind of neat you know uh, they keep track of your, your counts all day. It's a great motivator, things like that. So, uh, and those have just come up in the last, what, couple years? Last couple years? I think those are great. So keeping track of that physical activity. Okay, uh, what, you, what should you do before you see a physician? I mean before you start an exercise program? Well, if you're going to just do physical activities, I don't know if you necessarily see the, need to see the physician then. However, we're going to talk about increasing your physical activity and what will that do to help uh, reduce some of the effects, the cardiovascular effects of diabetes. We know that people with cardio, people with diabetes have greater risk of myocardial infarction, so heart attacks, and they have greater risk of uh, all those things associated with, you know, of sores and all those type of things associated with decreased vascularity. Okay, so. If you're gonna start an exercise program, I suggest that if you uh, are, if your diabetes is uncontrolled, which means that if you're not following it on a regular basis, uh, then you probably need to see a physician and then he probably needs you to point you somewhere that you can get started. I started an individual on an exercise program the other day and we started at 15 minutes. They haven't exercised in four years. So their goal was just to start walking 15 minutes. That's it. So beware of when you're to start these exercise programs that you don't go off the cliff and and start uh, at an increased level. So you want to start out slow. Uh, You want to make sure. (coughs) Excuse me. You want to make sure. You want to make sure that uh, you uh, are watching your glucose levels. So there's certain levels that you want to watch for. You want to watch what it does afterwards. If you're a little uncontrolled, you want to make sure that you take something with you in case you would start getting a reaction because of the exercise. So we have to be real careful of that. The other things you got to be careful of, and I, I saw this the other day, which it continues to remind me, when people start a new exercise program, they go out and get new tennis shoes. Well, for the diabetic, I would, argue, don't go out buying new tennis shoes, okay? Because I saw a person the other day, they got some new tennis shoes, they're gonna start exercising, and guess what they got on their foot? A big old blister, okay? It's because of the diabetic neuropathies that are caused by that. So please take good care of your feet. Watch what you're doing when you're exercising. Hyper and hypoglycemia, obviously, uh, if you get uh, blood sugars below 100 and over 250 when you're exercising, you need to be special attention to that. Uh, daily doses of your uh, of your insulin dose if you're insulin uh, dependent. Uh, but just just be aware of where your levels are when and and when you're not exercising. You know, and that is rule of thumb for some folks. Uh, but uh, if you talk to some of the health coaches, uh, they will. It's it. Every day we see somebody that. Not watching, watching those numbers. It's just, uh, and so when when Deb said to me, or when she said to you earlier that most, where are all these people that have diabetes? If one in three after two year 2000 are going to have diabetes, where are all these people at? They're out there, and they're going to come. One of these days, it's going to be like a floodgate, and because it it's it's a silent disease until, you know, it it. it, it it, it's one of those things on a teeter-totter. Uh, it'll, it'll hit critical mass, and then we're going to have all kinds of problems. So be careful of that. Uh, exercise should be per, uh, postponed if uh, your serum blood uh, glucose levels are greater than 250 or under 100. Uh, somewhere between 100 and 240, uh 240, recommended exercise recommended. So. Uh, Beginning an exercise program, I'm gonna skip that a little bit. Uh, Let's talk about an exercise program. Let's talk about physical activity. So, I talked about 30 minutes. 30 minutes is what I think you should shoot for. 150 minutes a day. Who doesn't have a half hour a day to give? That's all I'm asking for. One half hour a day, that's it, of increased physical activity. Now, for some of you, for some of you that uh, are have some heart problems, you're going to probably be on some medications, where some of this doesn't work for you. And what that means is that there's a there's a, a mechanism by which you could determine how hard you want to exercise, and there's, there's a formula for that. But most people, uh, if, if you're on a beta blocker or something that regulates your heart rate, which which I am. <laughs> You can only, you have to go off a, a, a what's called a perceived exertion scale. So when you're exercising, don't worry about taking your heart rate so much. Worry about how you feel with your exercising. So we know there's a direct, uh, there's a direct correlation to how you feel and how hard it is on your heart. So if you're exercising and they, Uh, The American Diabetes Association recommends a moderate-based exercise. So for me, a moderate-based exercise might be different than Joe, might be different than Pete. So if you go out and you're doing a physical activity like walking, and you're, you're walking along and you say to yourself, excuse me, I apologize. If you say to yourself, this is pretty light, then you know what? you're probably not getting a lot of benefit from it. If you say, well, this is somewhat hard, and it's on that scale, for most diabetics, that's what you should shoot for. And you can shoot for 30 minutes, or you can do it in bouts, what I mean, sessions of 10 minutes a piece. So you go for 10 minutes, and you start out slow, and you work up to that point where, gosh, that's somewhat hard, and you maintain that for two, three minutes, and then you go back down, and you do that same thing, and you can do that for 30 minutes. Okay, so exercise heart rate for, we used to really stress this out a lot. You know, you can take your heart rate, uh, the, one, one ways you can take it is you can take it by your wrist or at your neck. Uh, but I'm really p- pushing the, the idea that uh, you should go out and exercise to a level that's somewhat hard. And you're saying, well, but. That that makes sure that it's uh, the, this old this old old way of determining your heart rate. There's a lot of studies out now that are saying that's underrating how hard your heart should be working. So uh, rather than try to make it confusing, because that's what it happens is, and that's why we're pushing physical activity rather than trying to make it confusing. Just go out and walk for 30 minutes and make it feel somewhat hard. That's pretty easy, okay? Uh, You don't have to have any special gizmos. You don't have to have any, you just go out and walk for 30 minutes. So, we'll skip that a little bit. Exception for rule of exercise heart rate. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. How much exercise, we talked about this. 20 minutes a day or 150 minutes a week. Prolonged exercise greater than 30 minutes, gradual shift. Again, I'm not a proponent anymore of going uh, past 30 minutes. I'm, I'm just not. You get to 30 minutes, you turn the key off, and that's it. You don't have to do any more than that. You, you really don't. Uh, you can, what I'm saying to you is it's dose-dependent. You're not going to get that much more benefit from it. Now, if you go out and exercise and you're doing a lover's walk, you're not getting much out of it at all other than the psychological effects of maybe going out and walk with your honey. Uh, but other than that, uh, so you've got to get that heart rate up at least while you're doing this. Aerobic versus resistive, that's a great uh, question and that is continuously being looked at. Uh, I would suggest that if you're gonna exercise five days a week, two of those days you do some resistive exercises. Small weights, they don't have to be big weights, uh, but th- there's, there's studies that show that you can uh, affect uh, the uh, insulin, insulin uh, levels uh, through resistive exercises as much as you can through aerobic exercises. So having said that, uh, we, we do know that uh, uh, an individual's strength uh, uh, over the last decades of life reduces, but we can, we can help, uh, we can slow that reduction of strength. You lose your strength, you're gonna fall, you're gonna give all kinds of things associated with that. So we wanna add some uh, uh, resistive exercises to that simple resistive exercises. And uh, uh, you can do curls with your arms, you can do squats, you can go up and down a step, you can do all kinds of things for resistive exercise. It doesn't have to be fancy, I apologize. Will exercise improve your quality of life? Will it save your life? Uh, The life expectancy, this is, I, I love this slide and I still have this in here the life expectancy of uncontrolled type 2 diabetes patients is reduced between 30 and 40 percent for those in the age ranges of 40 to 70, a loss of eight to 10 years of life. I don't know about you, but uh, that's kind of scary. And, and I, again, I come back to what Deb said, this room should be packed. If I could tell you today if you're an uncontrolled diabetic, if I could tell you today that you could increase your life span by 10 years, isn't that worth something? I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. Okay, that's it. Any questions? Does anybody have any questions? Yes, define divine, um, music. Resistive exercise is anything, motion uh, against weight. Uh, Resistive exercise, anything that's going to load your muscle belly uh, uh, beyond gravity. So a resistive exercise can be uh, doing a squat up and down is a resistive exercise. Coming up on your toes is a resistive exercise because you're uh, you're lifting an amount of weight. And so any resistive exercise, um, squats, you're lift, you know, the body, you know, body weight squats, when you squat down to the floor and come up, you're lifting your body upward. So you're lifting a weight through range of motion, and that would be called a resistive exercise. So any of those things, you know, you can do wall push-ups, okay, uh, you can do leg curls standing, you can do those TheraBand exercises. Anything that would revolve uh, involve doing some, re- it does not have, to. you can lift a trash can 10 times. It's a resistive exercise. Try to, when, when you're looking at some of these physical activities, try to make it functional. It is very hard, I, I have very few people over the last 30 years that can keep up an exercise program. However, I have more people that are successful that are physically active. So they're gardening. You look at, I can show you, you know, uh, gardening, you know, uh, a level of exercise is considered a MET, okay? Metabolic uh, uh, rate, okay? So how much oxygen you're, you're producing. It's an exercise uh, monitor. It's an exercise, uh, uh, what do I wanna say? It's an exercise uh, token, we'll call it that, uh, okay? So if I run around the track at a certain level, that takes 15 mets. So that's a level of exercise. If I garden, it takes 10 mets. It's still exercise. Okay, exercise is not getting on a bike and pedaling as hard as you can. It can be, okay. Walking up a flight of steps uses shoveling, one of the hardest exercises out there. Raking, you're using mets. So there are levels in which you know, 100, running a 100-yard dash uses four mets. Raking your lawn uses six mets. So raking the lawn is actually more exercise than running a 100-yard dash. But the, the way you have to think of that is, what are you gonna do today, physical activity, what physical activity are you gonna do today that's gonna be somewhat hard? Does, does that make sense? Okay.